welcome to another episode of the Adrian Ross Show. I'm glad you are tuned in. Maybe you are over on the BMG Network's YouTube channel, or maybe you're at the bmgnetwork.com, or maybe you are listening on a major podcast platform. So glad that we have various ways for you to tune in, and I'm glad that you chose one of them and you're tuned in right now. And right now, we're going to jump into a topic that is controversial and seems to be uh, more and more controversial as the days and the days and the days go by. And that topic is guns in school. Guns in school. And while I say this is controversial, as we begin to talk about it, maybe you're going to be like me and, and, and think, why is this so controversial? Should this be so controversial? Guns in school, just saying that sounds controversial. And, and we know that this is a topic that is getting a lot of attention. And that's because, unfortunately, there seems to be an uptick in violence in schools and school shootings. And first of all, let me say that it is a sensitive subject, whether we use the term controversial or not, it's definitely a sensitive subject. And my heart goes out to families and loved ones who have been affected by school shootings, whether you had a loved one who was shot or if you have a loved one who was in a school where a shooting took place, that's still traumatic, even if even if that individual wasn't shot. It's just, it's traumatic. I can't even imagine what that's like. So it is a sensitive, heart-rending subject. And anytime a shooting like that takes place, it is, it's just absolutely, it's absolutely horrible. It's absolutely heart-rending. And I am so sorry for those who've, who have walked through that and are walking through that. And, um, but it does bring us to this conversation today about guns in school. And for those who don't know my background, let me just let you know, I was a teacher for nearly two decades in New York. I taught seventh grade English language arts for nearly two decades. So when I talk about this subject, please know I'm not just some Joe Schmo or Jolene Schmo just running her mouth. I know what it is to have to walk into a school after there's been a shooting and to face those students and to face staff members and to face myself and all of what goes on in the mind and in the heart after something like that happens. So keep in mind that my background is education and my background involves obviously being in the schools. And, you know, I say shouldn't it be controversial, even though it's sensitive? I'll also say that it it shouldn't be political. And when we start talking about what we're going to talk about, we see, we know that this is a political issue. It When I say it is a political issue, I mean it has been made a political issue. It really should not be political at all. So what do I mean about guns in school? I'm talking about the greatest resource that God has ever given us. Not guns, not guns in school. Let me make sure I make that clear. No, I'm talking about guns in school as they relate to our greatest resource, our greatest treasure. Our greatest treasure in this world, not money, 
not time, not talent. Our greatest resource that God has given would be our children. Our children are the treasures that God has entrusted us with. They are precious. They are priceless. And they deserve our protection. So when I say guns in school, I'm saying, what are we going to do to make sure that we are doing our absolute best to protect our absolute best resource, our children. And right now, when you go to a public school, when you show up on the property, you are met with a sign that lets you know that that is a gun-free zone. Now, I know that there are people who are going to say, yes, that's, that's showing that we value this resource because we have a sign that says gun-free zone. So that means we care about our kids. But I have to challenge that. And this is probably not the first time you've heard this discussion. But I have to challenge that. Because guns in the hands of good guys are safety to our society. I mean, think about it. We have armed guards at jewelry stores, at banks. We have rich folks who have hired armed protection. We have communities that have armed guards. We have politicians that have armed guards. And I'm going to park there because many of these same politicians who walk around with armed protection will fight to the end to make sure that no armed protection is in our schools. And that, to me, is a shame. And it shouldn't be political. As I said, it should not be a political issue. I don't know why you're constantly hearing Democrats say, oh, those Republicans, they want to put guns in schools. Oh, those Republicans, they just want to talk about the Second Amendment. Oh, those Republicans are just in love with guns. I don't understand why you have to be a Republican or a rare Democrat to understand that we have obviously a Second Amendment in this country and that we have the right to want to protect ourselves. Nobody wants guns in the hands of bad people, but bad people are getting the guns. And the answer shouldn't be, well, then we're going to take guns away from everybody. And then when we have one of these horrible shootings, pointing the finger at the person on the other side of the political aisle. It shouldn't be a political issue at all. I mean, think about it. When you go to a jewelry store that has an armed guard, do you stop and go, oh, I bet you that guard is, is, was put there by a Republican, so I'm not going to shop there. 
When you go to the bank, if there happens to be an armed guard there, do you say, oh, man, I can't do business with this bank because that person's on the other side of the political aisle than I am because they believe in in guns. They believe in protection through guns. So I can't, you know, oh, they're politics. No, you just do business. You go to the jewelry store. You go to the bank. You vote for these people who have armed guards themselves that doesn't seem to bother you or you're one of them who has your own armed guard. But when it comes to school somehow, it's a whole big issue. And when we're supposed to be loving on each other and comforting people who are going through great hurt, we're fighting each other as if we're the bad guys and we're talking about politics. So, so why guns in school? I do believe that we need to do everything possible to protect our children. And those gun-free zone signs, no, that's not the way to protect our children. I mean, bad guys who are intent on doing harm don't look at a gun-free zone sign and then go home because there's a gun-free zone sign. That's like going into a store. That's like a thief showing up at a store and you, you have a sign on your store that says no shoplifting. Okay, so the thief is like, oh, I'm not allowed to shoplift here. Let me turn around and go home because the sign. No, it doesn't even make sense. The thief doesn't care about your sign. Now, when it comes to our schools, though, that person who's planning to do murder, they, 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 that person does care about your sign. Let me tell you how they care about the sign. They look at you as, a, as, as fair game, open, open to being jacked up. They, they look at you as being vulnerable because you are. You've just broadcast to them that there will be nobody to take them out. This is a gun-free zone, which means I can come in and do all that I need to do. And, and they've got to wait for a good guy with a gun to show up. I can't remember what shooting it was. It was a theater shooting. I can't remember the specifics of it at, at this time. But I remember learning that the gunman had passed the route the gunman took to the theater. He had to pass several theaters that were not advertised as gun free zones till he could get to the one that said gun free zone. Why? Because he knew that the people there weren't going to be able to protect themselves. How much more should we be doing for our kids? And I've gotten, you know, I've, I've gotten some, you know, I, I've gotten some applause about this because it's just common sense. So common sense people are getting it. But I've gotten some <clears throat> some pushback from at times because there are people who just don't see it that way. They are so afraid of allowing guns within our schools to protect our kids. And yet they can go into the jewelry store, they can go into the bank. They can, but when it comes to schools, there's something about it where people just, certain people, and it shouldn't be political, but it seems to be, just absolutely resist. And I don't, I don't understand why we don't value our kids enough to want there to be protection there. Now, someone said to me, he said, well, I don't want my wife having to wield a weapon to protect herself at work as a teacher. So let me, let me say this and make this clear. I am not for forcing school teachers and aides, 
school administrators and staff members to carry a gun. I'm not about forcing them. But I am saying that there are those who want to be a safety to our kids, who are well-trained, who are healthy, whole people, who are well-trained and willing. So the person who said to me, well, I don't want my wife to be forced to carry a gun. Listen, I agree with you. I don't want, I don't want your wife to be forced either. I don't want anyone uncomfortable with carrying a weapon to have that weapon on them. If you're not comfortable with that, then you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be doing it. But there are plenty of people who they carry anyway. They've been trained anyway. They're responsible good guys anyway. So why can't we take those people who are willing, I said, and well-trained and we know are trustworthy people, and obviously there has to be a system to, to know that, to train people. We're not going to have somebody walking off the street and say, hey, can I have an application to, um, to work here? And they get hired on the spot and you hand them a gun. Obviously, that's just ridiculous. I'm talking about people who are trusted, who are trained, who are willing, and who will do whatever they can do if the situation, God forbid, ever came up. To protect our kids. So if that's teachers, then that's teachers. If it's administrators, administrators. And and, and if that's not, if, no, if you don't want that to be the case, if you don't want teachers to carry for some reason, you trust them to, to teach your kids, but you don't want them to, to have a, um, an, a weapon on them to protect your kids, then, then, then we need to look at... We need to look at money. We need to look at how we hire people, um, retired officers or, or retired military whatever the case may be, to have protection in our schools. Because all this stuff where, you know, these, the, uh, we, someone comes in, shoots it up, then of course they find out all the stuff about the people, uh, the person who did it, and, and we didn't follow up, and, and so supposedly the, S, the, um, the FBI didn't do their part, and, and it was on social media, but they didn't see it because, you know, the social media quote-unquote gods were too busy trying to put up, you know, trying to monitor who's, who's making a post that, about a vaccine, one that, you know, who's making a post about the political party that they're married to. They're so busy tracking that, that they can't seem to track when somebody puts on social media that they're about to shoot up some folk. So whatever we have to do, whether we hire people to come in and do it, or which I'm, I am a proponent of allowing staff members, faculty, staff, to carry. And the deal is nobody knows who's carrying. So, you know, when you, when somebody comes, somebody comes uh, with a thought with some ill intent for our kids, for our teachers, they don't know who's carrying that. What they do know is that anyone they meet could be carrying. That's going to change some things, people. That's going to change some things. Not your sign saying that nobody here is willing to defend our most precious resource. And that's a harsh way of saying it, but I've got to say it that way because here's the deal. You know, 
you know, the people who say, well, I don't think there should be guns. I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable with the idea of guns in school. I'm not comfortable with the ideas of guns at home either, some people say. But, you know, I'm thinking, are you more comfortable with somebody uh, entering your, your, your what's supposed to be your safe space, your safe space, a real safe space? Not that woke safe space stuff. I'm talking about it's supposed to be your your place of peace, your place of safety. You're comfortable with somebody walking in and you you're totally defenseless. You you've got no way to defend yourself and those around you, particularly those who are vulnerable, those who whom we love. I mean, you're comfortable with that because you feel some sense of of morality at the idea of being of not having a weapon. We're going to have to examine ourselves. I mean, we, we, we really do. I mean, even Jesus at time told his, in the book of Luke, told his disciples to go, to go buy, buy some swords. Buy, buy some swords. So, so I mean, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there because there are a lot of people who like to throw that out. Well, you call yourself a Christian and then you expect what? You mean being a Christian means that, that I can't have wisdom? Well, then why do you lock your car? Why do you lock, lock your house door? I could say to you, well, then you're not really, you know, you're not a Christian because Christians are full of faith and you obviously don't have faith because you're willing to lock your, you want to lock your door. Why don't you just leave your door open and let the Lord protect you? Well, the Lord gave you some common sense, some wisdom and some tools. And he told his disciples to go get themselves some tools, right? And so what, what, what about us? What about the tools that we have at our disposal? We're not looking for a fight. In fact, we want to avoid that. We want to be protected and we want to be good stewards, of the resources that the Lord has given us. So, you know, I, you know, here's the deal. If you honestly can, if you can, if you can, let me put it this way. Let me cut out honestly here. If you can look me in the face, look anyone in the face and say, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that gun thing. You know, um, I, I would just, I would just rather not be armed and just let, you know, let things just kind of fall wherever they may. Listen, either one, either you just lying, you just lying because it sounds moral. It sounds like the right thing to do. And you've kind of been, you know, you kind of bought into that and you kind of, you know, took that political approach and you know, the people on your side of the aisle, you're not for it. Or you've just been taught that you're not supposed to carry or whatever, you know, I don't know. And so you, you kind of lie about it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm real. I'm real comfortable not being armed there. Well, I'll take my chances with me and my kids. Really. So either one, you're lying. Or number two, you're just a horrible, you're just a horrible parent. And that sounds like a mean thing to say. But really, I mean, if you could look a person in the face and, and now, and you're honestly saying, if you're honestly saying, you know, no, I, I just, no, I don't, I don't want anybody at the school to protect my kid. I don't want, I don't want to, to anyone to be armed to protect my kids. I, I, I you know, no, I, I don't want that. Then, then you're just a bad, you're just a bad parent. Or, or if you're not a parent, you're just a bad adult. You're just a bad human being. Something's just wrong. Something's just wrong. You're certainly a bad parent. If you honestly don't want people to do everything in their power to keep your kids safe. You'd rather, you know, you'd rather, you know, wait for the law enforcement to show up. And, and then once they show up, and I'm not even going to get into that. But once they show up, you hope they can go in and do something. And, and God bless our law enforcement. I appreciate them. But something's wrong with if they can't move quickly or if they're, if they're hesitating and all that. Listen, you know, Sarah Palin, I heard her say, you know, governor, former governor of Alaska, Sarah Palin. I remember she said, listen, I carry. 
<laughs> because I carry a gun because a cop is too heavy to, to carry, too heavy to put in my pocket. You're waiting for cops to show up when you have a Second Amendment right. You know, and, that, and that's beyond, I'm not just talking about the school. I'm just saying that people who choose to carry should not be harassed by people who are scared or who are deceived or who are delusional or who are just bad people. Confused people, maybe. I don't know. But I'm just saying that I believe that we have got to value our kids enough that there, there's got to be a system in place that includes lifting this gun-free zone stuff and allowing qualified, well-trained, well-vetted, willing people to protect our kids. We've got to do something because listen, the bad guys don't pay attention. You can't, you can, there are enough laws on the books to keep people doing the right thing if they're willing to do the right thing. And if we've got to tweak some things, I'm not into the, So this excessive gun control laws, listen, bad guys don't follow those laws. If there's some things that we need to do as a society to shore some things up, um, then, then okay, shore some things up. But that should not involve, should not involve banning guns and, and then making the good guys out to be the bad guys and taking away their right to protect themselves, their property and their family. That's not the answer because what's going to happen is the good guys are going to follow the rules and or revolt. And I'm not talking about that. I'm not suggesting anybody do anything violent, but they're going to resist that somehow or they're going to follow the rules, which good guys tend to do. While the bad guys are continue doing what they are going to continue doing what they what they do because dishonest people do dishonest things. And they don't care about your sign or the new law you came up with. They just don't. I remember a time it was a um, brother from my um, from my church. This is many years ago. I was still living in New York and um, he was coming over to the house. I think he was checking my door. I don't know if he was changing the lock on my door, or whatever. I had just moved in and uh, I'm not sure exactly what he was doing. I think he might have been trying to change the lock or whatever, but I remember him assessing the situation and I remember him telling me the situation being as it was. He said, the lock that you have on your door will only keep an honest man out. In other words, it's, it's, it, there's, it's so easy. It would be so easy for anybody to break in. The only person that, will, that it will keep from coming in would be an honest person. Because an honest person isn't going to try to come in. But any, any dishonest person with this lock you got, piece of cake. You know? So this lock here is only for honest people, he's saying. It's kind of a funny way of making his point. And so it is with these, these signs, these ridiculous signs that, that, that evil people won't follow and will only alert them to the fact that you are just absolutely vulnerable. And so are the ones that you should feel obligated to protect. So again... I'm making the case here on this topic, which is controversial to many people, that we need to do whatever we have to do to protect our kids safely. We need to do it wisely. We need to do it. But we need to do it. 
We need to, you know, and, and the same thing with, with churches. You know, I, I've seen these signs, not signs that say, hey, this is a gun-free zone, but signs that say in churches that any one of our members might be armed, you know. So, hey, we're going to let you know. So maybe you might want to do an about face. Same thing with schools. I've seen these signs where it said our staff members, um, any one of our staff, staff members may be carrying it. Again, they don't know who it is. They don't know who's carrying. And therefore, they've, they've got to think. They got to think twice because anybody you encounter might be right there to take you down. And so I'm not, again, into forcing anyone to do this, but there are lots of people who love our kids and love our teachers. And they'd be willing. They'd be willing to. To do what's necessary so they don't we don't so we don't continue to make a political issue out of something that should be a common sense safety issue. And um, I'm, you know, I'm interested in knowing what you what you have to say, what your thoughts are. Some people just feel uncomfortable about the idea. They're just uncomfortable with guns. That's that's their problem because they're uncomfortable with it. Doesn't mean that everybody else's kids should be a target because you're uncomfortable. You might just need to get over your your feelings. And you might need to get on board with us doing what we have to do to protect our kids, to protect ourselves. Again, you can go into the jewelry store. You don't seem to be bothered by that. Take your kids with you in there. You, you can vote for these politicians who have armed protection while they try to strip you of access to protection. You can go into the bank, use the bank facility, use the resources in the bank, and they have armed guards. And then when it comes to our schools, you just are content with our kids being subject to the worst possible situation on this earth that they could deal with. It's not cool. So, man, I pray we can get past the, um, the nonsense and, and exercise wisdom. I really do. So thank you for tuning in to this episode. Again, I said I know this is controversial to some people. I know it's sensitive. And again, my heart goes out to those who have been affected personally. I mean, we've all been affected to a certain extent, but affected personally by such tragedies. And I pray that common sense does kick in. I really do. So um, adrianrosscom at gmail.com. adrianrosscom at gmail.com is an email address, which you can leave me your thoughts. Um, I welcome them. Also, if you go to a major podcast platform and leave a review and a rating, I would appreciate that. Leave a comment even about this particular episode. That's fine as well. You can also uh, like the BMG, uh, the BMG Network on Facebook. You can subscribe at thebmgnetwork.com. And speaking of thebmgnetwork.com, please be sure to check out the other podcasts there. We have some very insightful podcasters and we bring you content that is insightful and engaging and informative and even entertaining. So uh, take a look at that also. And, um, you know, on YouTube, you can also leave a comment there and subscribe. All right. So again, this is Adrian Ross and this is the Adrian Ross show. Thank you very much for tuning in and I will catch you on the next episode. 
God bless you abundantly. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode. <laughs>